everybody. My name is Melissa. My name is Beth. And we are Infertility, Infertility Out Loud. This is our first episode. We just wanted to introduce ourselves and kind of let you guys know what we're hearing about. All right. So, uh, Beth. Melissa. Hi. Hi. So, how do we meet? We met through a mutual friend at a cookie exchange uh, down in Philly about 10 years ago. It definitely was an infamous night, um, meeting a lot of new people, a lot of new personalities. Some <laughs> jived, some didn't. Right. And do you think that's why we're friends now? Because we kind of jived there? I think it was a really good jump off. Yeah. And then we did a concert together. We went to a concert together with a couple of other girlfriends. Oh, yeah. That was fun. That was a really good night. And then um, I think our relationship really started blossoming, gosh, pretty soon after that. But it really got stronger and stronger as the years went on. We found out how much we really did have in common. Right. And I think it also helped that our husbands became really good, good friends. friends. I think also, like... When we found out we were both nurses, yep. I think we have like the same kind of humor. Like we're really dark. Like I don't think that's gonna show today. Like mm -hmm. we're just we're trying to get people to like us first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll save the goods for later. Yeah, I think I think we really became good friends because we have in in our fertility journeys similar but different journeys. Our journeys were definitely our. Our journeys are definitely different. Um, mine's completed. Yeah. You're still in the thick of yours. Right. Um, so you're still walking the path. I have ventured to a different path. Right. Do you want to talk about how your path is going? Yeah. So um, I am currently doing IVF right now. I'm actually just waiting for Aunt Flo to show up. But for the past year and a half, I've done six IUIs, one being successful, but then we had, we miscarried. Um, yeah, IPCLS, it's been a wild ride with that. And so right now we're, we're $20,000 in debt and hoping for a baby. Okay, so you have PCOS. Yes. How old were you when you found out you had PCOS? 19. How did you find out? I, so I stopped getting a period and I knew from the little bit of information that was actually on the internet when I was 19, I'm 35 now and I can't believe I'm actually saying that because I feel, I, I feel like I'm like 50, then I feel like I'm 13. Um, <laughs> and then like I went to, I, I went to a gynecologist for the first time, um, and I just remember her saying, like, yeah, you have PCOS. And then she was like, well, you're probably not going to have children, just a heads up. And that was just, like, totally devastating, but not at the same time because I was 19. I wasn't looking to have a kid. I was just about to ask you, um, like, as women, you know, it's pretty much ingrained in a lot of us, like, get married, white picket fence, have the kids, have the dog. Did you feel that pressure once you found out you had PCOS? Not at that time, but as I got older, like around 24, 25, I had people asking me all the time, when, I, when was I getting settled? When was I having kids? Um, by 30, which is like when I got married, people were like, oh, you got kids, right? And it's like, no, 
What about you? Do you, do you have PCOS? I have PCOS um, along with hypothyroidism, which mm -hmm. they definitely are congruent as PCOS, everybody thinks as a um, reproductive disorder and it's mm -hmm. actually an endocrine disorder. So mm -hmm. I have two working against me, but I wasn't diagnosed with the hypothyroidism until about four years ago. And wow. PCOS, um, we, my husband and I, Greg and I have been together for almost 17 years. Um, he proposed to me in June of 2007 and around that time I started noticing different changes in my body and I noticed that I gained a lot of weight in a very short period of time. I started getting adult onset acne, hewitism. Uh, for those of you that don't know what hewitism is, it's excessive hair growth on women. Um, so I started noticing all these like little signs and I never connected it back to fertility and I went to my OBGYN six weeks before we were um, getting married and I found out six weeks before we were getting married that I was diagnosed with PCOS and that they said it was going to be extremely difficult for us to have a family and finding that out was absolutely devastating six weeks before you're about to get married to you know the man of your dreams. How did, how did your husband take it? Greg was really good. Um, I came home, I'm, I'm sobbing in tears, you know, like, what's the use in getting married if we're not having kids? And I, I said to him, I said, listen, you know, doctor said it's going to be really difficult to have kids. I'm giving you your out. I said, this is your chance. If yeah. you want to run, I open the door for you. And he said, I'm not marrying you to have kids with you. If that was my only goal with you, I would have done so already. Mm -hmm. I love you and I want to spend the rest of my life with you. If we get a family, it's a bonus. Have you felt that kind of pressure too? Like, you know, after you got married to have children right away? For sure. Um, so my sister got married six weeks before Greg and I did. Her husband's name's Greg too. Um, and then she got pregnant uh within the, I want to say within the first year or so of their marriage, my brother got engaged in Hawaii, um, in 2008 or 2009 and they got pregnant on the trip. So my sister-in-law and my sister were pregnant at the same time. Here I am married in nursing school, like want to be a part of the club, want to be in the clique. And I knew it, was, I, it wasn't going to happen for us at that time. And how did you, like, how did that make you feel? Awful awful yeah. to the girls never made me feel outcasted sure ever i made myself feel outcasted right. because here i am on the outside looking in on exactly what i want my life to be and here are these two wonderful women who are walking that path and i can't walk it with them yeah i definitely felt the same way when um when i got married at 30 i was like i'm such an old lady now um it was nobody ever like made me feel like when my friends got pregnant, you know, they were always very respectful for and, me. But you were also very supportive and excited for us as well. Yeah, because it is exciting, and your journey has no like consequence to my journey, but it's still really difficult. It's still really difficult to be so supportive and yet stand there and be like you feel like you're this barren, <laughs> like, 
Like, you know? Your your uterus is a desert wasteland yeah. and that it's never going to happen for you. Yeah. How did Jay take it when you, and when did you tell Jay that you had fertility issues? Um, very early on. And he said that his ex had it. And he was, so he was kind of in the know, but not necessarily um, really understanding of it because he was only with his ex for a couple months. And so, uh, like he, when he really found out, he was like, well, listen, what can I do to like help you? And so he was trying to find recipes and exercises and it was really sweet. Uh, Jay's always been really incredibly supportive um, because this journey has been awful. It has been just really long and really stressful. And it really, I'm like, you know that you have a good supportive person in your life if they're willing to stay with you during that whole process. I couldn't agree with you more because, you know, our, our fertility journey to get to where we are today with a, with a six-year-old daughter, um, it was a seven-year journey for us. So we got married. I was in nursing school. We decided since Greg is 11 years older than I am. I will be turning 40 in a couple of months, so he is currently 51. Um, that it was gonna, it's gonna have to happen, and it's gonna have to happen quick. So we tried multiple different avenues of fertility. We tried different doctors, and it just so happens that he was 45 when our daughter was born, and I was 34 when she was born. Um, but he was so supportive those seven years of just getting to where we wanted to be. It was, just tell me what I have to do and I will be there and I will do what I need to do. I will support you along the way. And there were days, and I know you know these days, um, anybody who's taken Clomid, um, we call it the Clomid crazies in this household. Husband hater. Oh, oh. <laughs> Um, I remember we were on a cycle of uh, Clomid, and uh, it was when, by the way, we're based near Philadelphia, so we're e I'm an Eagles fan, personally. Melissa? I'm an Eagles fan. Okay. So, we were, I want to say the Eagles were in the playoffs against the Cardinals that year, and we were supposed to go to Greg's brother's house, and I just remember having a total Clomid crazy moment at the top of my steps yelling down to him i just don't want to go i just want to stay home i just want to be in my house he's like oh okay and it's totally unlike you because you want to do everything i you i'm very very social and i i, right. I definitely want to be there especially with my family i'm sure. very family oriented so yeah it was definitely the clomid crazies talking Oh my gosh, like, and every cycle for me, because I did six IUIs, every cycle was different. Sometimes it would hit really hard, and then other times it would just be like, oh, this is, why Why was I acting like crazy, you know? Mm -hmm. So this is the whole reason for our podcast. Um, this first episode is just to get to know us a little bit, and then also just to have, um, to be supportive for other people because other people may not have the support or the knowledge that maybe we have. And we want to have just a non-judgmental place to kind of talk about these things. And we don't, it's not just about PCOS. Yes, Melissa and I both have the same diagnosis of polycystic right. ovarian syndrome, but this is a place for all fertility. This is a yeah. place for 
I would love to hear people's stories and interview people, you know, in different walks of life. And, um, you know, if it's infertility or if it's um, surrogacy, adoption, adoption, unexpected infertility. Um, We we are traveling this path, but we know that there's way more out there. And I I'm now in several groups where you just see so many avenues that people are taking and um, different medications for different types of people. And I just feel like, cause I did IUI, so I feel like I know IUI, but I don't know anything about IVF. And I feel you like, will. oh, I will. <laughs> and I just feel like we, I, I literally was sitting at home coloring in my coloring book. And I was like, you know, I really feel like if I could talk about my journey and listen to other people's journeys that could be so helpful to somebody who is just starting out is is going through the thick of it or maybe feel like lost and hopeless like i every time i would get a negative i would feel lost and hopeless and i would just want some support because not everybody understands i agree and i think that too um melissa and i are really lucky to have each other because not only are we doing, have we been through for infertility at the different times in our lives, mm-hmm. but we're also nurses. So we have knowledge with medications and stuff like that, whereas other people may not understand it as much. And so we kind of have this really good kinship where we can go back and forth about not just the infertility, but the medications and everything. And I think that's just an added bonus for the two of us. Yeah, because if I don't understand something, I'm calling Beth and being like, what is this medication? And she is like, blah, 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 blah. And you want to take it with this. And I just feel so much better knowing that I have somebody there. And that's kind of like the whole reason for this podcast. It's just two girls sitting in their kitchen uh, talking about infertility. It's such a... um, What's the word? I don't want to say it's still um, one of those topics that just isn't discussed. It's definitely passe, though. It is passe. Um, But it's kind of the basis of our friendship where we started. And we're like, oh, you have PCOS? I have PCOS. Hey. So it really did open up a, a line of communication for us that was different than the other girls in our group. Because there's about 10 of us in the group. Yeah. Um, And like I said before we're lucky to have each other you guys might anybody listening you guys might not have that really cool relationship with one of your girlfriends that has the same diagnosis as you or people that understand in your life and you know we want to be supportive understanding ears that people feel comfortable talking yeah it's this podcast is definitely going to be non-judgmental as you know as we said we're nurses like we hear everything Mm -hmm. we see everything um I know from experience when I've I've talked to people, I just feel like I'm constantly downplaying everything just to make that person feel comfortable. Because most of the, you know, when I, when somebody asks me, oh, did you, you know, did you ever have a child? You know, sometimes it's almost like, I don't want to say that I, I was pregnant before and miscarried because that makes the other person uncomfortable. But when, when somebody tells me that, I feel like a kinship. Like, I feel sure. like, like, Oh, you have PCOS. Oh, you had a miscarriage. Oh, you're going through IVF. Like, tell me, I want to hear you. Like, here's my number. Be my friend, you know? Yeah. 
I mean, one of my coworkers, um, we were just talking about infertility um, a couple weeks ago at work, and I'm going to try and woo her onto the podcast, and hopefully she will agree because her story is an incredible story. Wow. And I would love for her to share her story and have you hear it too because it's just, it's so super cool. So, and you know, if you're interested, we do have an email. It is uh, infertilityoutloud at gmail.com. Reach out to us. Ask us questions. If you want to be interviewed, tell us you want to be interviewed. We'd love to get in touch with you guys. Yeah, we have, I reached out to a couple of people who said they're interested. Um, So, but yeah, we, we really want to just delve into every aspect of infertility, whether it be like the male component, female component, uh, unexpected infertility, um, infertility when you're older, in your 40s, in your 20s, because I feel like there's just so, I didn't realize until I started fertility treatments how wide of a spectrum it is. Mm-hmm. It's huge. And, and when you really think about it, um, I was just talking to somebody about this, like how perfect everything has to line up to have a baby and then you you realize and you see all of these things especially with IVF now because it has to be like you're taking 20 eggs out and you get 10 and then it goes down to five and then like you got one and you're like whoa like it's like how does anybody get pregnant on their own you know (laughs) it's like the stars have to line up and it's like how do these people get their stars lined up so many times so easily you know and then there's us who it's like it's taken the joy and the fun out of S-A-X. making mm-hmm. making the baby and it's made it into a science project right it's like you have to stay like this the keep that position for five minutes and you're just like i just want to be with my husband you have to have sex on this day this day yep. and this day um your peak uh fertility is going to be on this time please check your mucus and like dude seriously like can i just bang my husband and have fun <laughs> and just get pregnant <laughs> right Come on. Right. So, I mean, you know, we understand we we understand that it does get scientific and it does take the fun out of it sometimes. But you, you know, just have to keep it spicy. You do, and um, I think that's kind of our humor too. Is like yeah. we just we we find the humor in the science of it all and and taking the fun out of it. And like we said, we we're really we have dark humor, and um, I think that will come out eventually. I think we're just we're sitting here prim and proper because we're trying to. I just said bang my husband, so I'm already starting. That's fine. Yeah. And we will be having our spouses on the podcast um, on one of the episodes. We don't know which one yet, but the the husbands of us will be on the show. Yeah. And I told Jay, and Jay said he's going to be very honest, and I appreciate his honesty because I really think that people, I really feel that your spouse, whoever, if it's, uh, you know, whoever's not doing the treatment really have to understand, like, you're going to go through it. And these emotions that you have are truly not yours, but you really feel, (laughs) this is how you feel. I mean, I remember the one time I yelled at Jay for, like, uh, having, like, I don't know, a piece of paper on a table. (laughs) And And I'm like, and I'm sitting there like, taking it personally I know whether and like normally you just throw it out you know it's not a big deal but it's Mm -hmm. I really like to delve into that because I really feel that if if anything that would help 
like a spouse or your partner or whoever. Mm-hmm. And also, you know what? I'd really love to have somebody on here who's doing this solo. Um, I might have one person that did a solo gig. Wow. I might. I have to talk to the person. Okay. I think that would be such an interesting, like, I really, I find it fascinating that you're going to do all of this, especially if it's IVF, because you have to do injections. the injections ah. in the ass. I know. Ugh. See, that's the great thing about being a nurse is that I actually took half of the pressure off of Greg and put it on my coworkers. And my coworkers had so much fun because they literally had to take a large bore needle and two of them actually and, and poke each butt cheek oh. once a day. And so they enjoyed taking a 10 cc syringe, <laughs> doing five mLs in one, five mLs oh in the other. They enjoyed every second of it for the 15 days that I had to do my injections. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, um, my husband will do it. And <laughs> and it's so funny because yesterday he kept like pinching my hands. He's like, is this where you put it? I'm like, no. Is this where you put it? I'm like, no, <laughs> just wait. <laughs> yeah, Greg, I took half the heat off of Greg just because I could. Yeah. And God bless the, the people out there that are doing it on their own, people that are having their spouses poke and prod you because, you know, I tried to make it as least scientific for Greg as possible. Right. So it wasn't as bad, but God bless you guys that are like, we're just going to go all in and it just, you know, it's, it's a hard, it's a hard journey and everyone's is so different. No matter if your diagnoses are the same, everybody's journeys are just different. And it's fun to hear the different journeys, even if they're a little bit heartbreaking, you know, Mm -hmm. it's good to hear everybody's voice is being heard and that's the whole point i think that's the most important thing is your voice is being respected and heard um because i really do feel like it's like miscarriage you you grieve in silence you know oh yeah you grieve in silence and it's hard to pick up the pieces especially if it's you know later in the months Mm -hmm. uh mine was at nine weeks and i felt like I felt like I wasn't even pregnant. I felt like I wasn't a mom. And I felt like, you know, that that I wasn't held to the another level as somebody who um, miscarried later on. And what really got to me this year was on Mother's Day, my brother said Happy Mother's Day. Aww. And that really, like for me, then just solidified that, you know, yeah, I, I was pregnant, I was a mom. Yeah. Um, so let's get back on track of talking about us because that's what we love to do. Not really. Yeah. This is kind of awkward for us because like we just, we're just two gals. Like we don't know what we're doing. My husband set this up for us. Exactly. So um, we have some questions that we wrote down. Um, so we talked to, basically we talked about how we became between acquaintance to like our go-tos and Mm -hmm. that's that's our journeys that's like our commonalities that we had um but what's your favorite quality in me and i'll do you you'll do me i'll do you oh dream come true (laughs) (laughs) Um, favorite quality about you is that it doesn't matter if it's one o'clock in the morning it doesn't matter if it's seven o'clock at night it doesn't matter if it's I don't know, 11 o'clock in the morning, you're there. I know that if I call you, I'm getting an answer. Mm-hmm. And if I don't get an answer, it's, hey, I'm at work, I'm in a meeting. 
but normally we know each other's schedules pretty well mm -hmm. that I know I can call at whatever time and Melissa's going to make the effort to pick up, find out what's going on, especially if it's one of those, are you up text messages. Right. Um, for me, I, I have a very special type of personality. I'm really, um, I really like to just do things and like I'm a little on the wild side and you are exactly like that, Beth. You yeah. are like, oh, we should do that. And it's, and like everyone else around us is like, oh no, no, I'm like, we should do that. We're doing it. Um, but also like the fact that you are always just so supportive, it doesn't matter if it's just like, uh, yesterday I sent a picture of my medication that I finally got and you were like extra supportive. It's so exciting. When yeah. You, because when you see those drugs, it's like, oh my gosh, it's, it, it, the chance is there. Yeah. The, the, the babies are coming out and, and, and they're going to get made and, and the babies are going to get put back in and we're going to have a baby. Right. You were like one of the first, I think you were like second to know or first. When Probably I called, second. when I found that you were, that I was pregnant. That you I, pregnant. I think I was second. I think, I think Christina got new. I might have like called, I might have texted you and her at the same time, but I think you got, you called me first. Um, yeah, it was like unbelievable. It's like, it's like you're on, it's, it's like your baby. <laughs> this, this, I, I see our relationship is very much, you know, and not to, you know, make light of PCOS, but we really are like sisters, C-Y-S-T-E-R-S. -E We're sisters. And our husbands are really great friends. So, mm -hmm. you know, any loss or any gain that affects you affects me. Right. So I always take these things to heart because this is something you really want. And if this is something you really want, I mean, Jay's numero uno cheerleader, but I'm definitely back in that corner, like cheering you guys on. Yeah. And it's, it's so exciting. Yeah, I mean, so when I when I miscarried, I really had a very difficult time, and unfortunately, I really didn't feel a lot of support from certain people. But I didn't really need it because I had the support of you know you and my best friend Christina and her husband and your husband and you know my family, and I really just feel like. When you go through something like that, you really truly find out like who the people, who your down and dirties are. Yeah, like you're really here with me in the dirt. Oh, as soon as as soon as we found out that Melissa miscarried, um, my husband and I we made the executive decision together and said, "That's it. We know what we're doing. We're we're going down to Jersey, and we're just going to go take our minds off of it for a few mm -hmm. hours." That's exactly what we did because it was fun. It was we had fun. a good time. We we hung and all we did was hang out. Yeah, we talked. Mm -hmm. I went out for dinner and then, you know, we found out where I lived is like the blueberry capital of the world. And um, yeah, it was it was nice. It really was nice. Um, it was like a rainy sort of day. They traveled probably almost two hours to get to us, um, and it was just really nice. It was nice to feel supported like that because you're not going to travel two hours unless it's with somebody that like you really care about for sure um okay so my final question that i had that i read that i written oh my gosh that i wrote uh if we had to explain 
If you had to describe me to somebody that doesn't know me, how would you describe me? Oh, God. I'll say, for you, I'll say um, fun-loving, you're laid back, you're... That's a lie. <laughs> you're laid back <laughs> with me. There you go. Um, you're really organized with stuff. Like, you can just, like, whenever we do something... Like, I never have to worry, like, if you're scatterbrained. You're like, yeah, I got this, 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 and this. Um, you're creative. You're really, like, a lot of fun. And that's, that's like, the biggest thing for me is, like, right now in my life, I'm almost 40, which is really crazy. Um, but I just, I just want to enjoy my life, and I want to enjoy it with the people that I like. And you're that one of the people that, I, that we're going to be senile in the nursing home. We're the golden girls. That's kind of, we're, we're oh. kind of Sophia and Dorothy. That's kind yeah. of our joke. Uh, yeah. I'm Sophia, even uh, though I'm younger. I'm Dor But no, because Estelle Getty in was the life. youngest. In real life though, but girl. not That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> and yes, I'm the older, snarkier Dorothy. And the, <laughs> the way that I would explain you to people, um, first of all, hilarious, mm. very musically inclined. Um, incredibly supportive. Those are probably the top ones because again, you, it, it doesn't matter what time I call. doesn't matter what time I text. I get an answer. Cause I think that's important. I think, um, it's really important, especially you, especially with friendships right now, especially because of last year with oh. everything that happened, like you really have to maintain just like any relationship whether it be family friend spouse you really have to work on it constantly in order for it to be a beautiful thing i've always had really long friendships like i've known my best friends since freshman year of high school um the rest of our girls in our clique i've known them since high school right uh, you know, you, you have friends that you know for 20 years. 25. I've got uh, my best friend I've known for 25 years. Um, my One of my other best friends, uh, we just had our 20th anniversary. Um, <laughs> your but your I, anniversary. <laughs> anniver totally. We called it our anniversary month. Um, but then there's Aww. also a few of my very, very close-knit friends, you and Lori, that our relationships are newer, mm -hmm. but they have become as deep and strong as the ones that I have right. with my 20 and 25 year old. And you were meaning like almost 10 years. <laughs> yeah, we're almost 10 years, mm -hmm. and Lori and I are um, seven. Yeah. So, you know, I'm almost 10 years with her too, but I feel like the relationships that I've built with, you know, you and a couple of others in re more recent years. Yeah. They've become as deep and strong as my 2025 year relationships. And it's kind of crazy too, because like everyone's like, oh, when you're older and you're an adult, you, it's harder to have a friendship. But I think like, even as I get older, like I still crave that deep, meaningful relationship with my friends. And like, sometimes you meet somebody online. Like I have a friend, um, never met her. We actually met, uh, through school <laughs> And I still, I, she was one of the first people that I told that I miscarried. And then she told me like, she literally miscarried the I same week. Yeah. And I'm like, call me anytime. Like she's doing great. Um, you know, I haven't talked to her in a, in a little bit, but I mean, like I felt like 
I had an amazing t discussion with her because I was like, I don't, you know, I don't feel supported, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I feel the same way. It's just like, you can have these like really meaningful relationships even as you're older, but sometimes that like, you have these 20 year relationships and they're just, mm, you know, at the safe. And that's the, that's another great point is, um, so you have a friend that you met online mm -hmm. and our mutual friend that introduced us, uh, yeah. our relationship actually started in a support group for yeah. PCOS. Yeah. It comes full circle. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I didn't know this person from a hole in the wall. Mm -hmm. We met on a support group and then we became friends and then I met Melissa and the other, we call ourselves the tough cookies. I met the other tough cookies and um, our relationship just blossomed differently than other relationships. Yeah. Um, and myself and one of the other tough cookies, we were pregnant at the same time. Mm -hmm. We gave birth four weeks to the day apart from each other. Our relationship was very strong going through the pregnancies. We still have a good friendship, but you know, life gets in the way at times. Um, but yeah, we've just, we've maintained a solid relationship, um, gosh, for almost like, probably for like five plus because mm -hmm. it was definitely before your wedding. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't like right off from the get. Yeah, no. Uh, it was kind of like I kind of came in later in the group, but yes. I knew the girls because right. I went to high school with them. And so Beth was always like somebody I kind of gravitated towards. Like yep. I was like, oh, I really like Beth. And I would just sit there and we would just kiki it up. And totally. I'm like, I remember the one, uh, the one cookie exchange where you were able to get out of work and you, cause you even, you had your scrubs on. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And that I was, was like, yeah, Beth. And you're like. Oh my gosh, we're going to have way too much fun. <laughs> that was the year of the wedding. That was your wedding year. It was. It Be was. I remember because it was the it was the year before you guys got married. So mm -hmm. it was in the 12 months that you guys were yeah. married. Because it was you and Teresa. Mm -hmm. And I remember we were at one of the other Tough Cookies houses. And mm -hmm. I literally was in Muppet Scrubs yeah. because it was the holidays. And I wanted to be dressed for the cookie exchange. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, you're canceled. Word. I know. Because we were sitting there. I was like, this is going to suck. You have to leave. And you're like, yeah. And then you're like, I got canceled. Because <laughs> so, you weren't even going to drink or anything. Like mm -hmm. you, I think you were going to just miss the whole exchange. You were just there. You were just kind of just waiting. I was, I was coming for, to drop off, say mm -hmm. hi to the girls and drop off cards. Right. And then I was going to peace out and go to work. And then they're like, no, you're canceled. And I'm like, shucks. Well, any, any questions for me or should we wrap it up? Well, it's gone kind of long. So I say we give it a wrap. Um, okay. and I hear, um, my family downstairs and I think the cat is scratching at the door. <laughs> Um, so we'll wrap it up. Um, hopefully we get some people tuning in. If you have any questions, please just email us. Again, the email is infertilityoutloud at gmail.com. And um, we also made a, a group on Facebook uh, right. that I'll make, I'll make public after this. That's the cat. Opening the bathroom Opening door. Opening the bathroom door. <laughs> um, and it's infertility 
out, out loud. loud. And it's just a group on Facebook. Yep, it's a, it'll be a private, I'll, I'll make it public. Or should I make it private? I would say keep it private because some people don't want their stories out there okay. and don't want people to know what groups they're in. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll open it up when this goes up. Yep. Um, but yeah, just if you have any questions, if you have any questions for us, maybe we'll make a Q and A. Totally. Um, but yeah, uh, if you want to be interviewed, yeah, let us know. Hit us up. So I felt really awkward, but I felt like a little looser at the end. So hopefully this will be easier for us to go. I'm I really have a hard time still opening up about things. So for for me, this is kind of. Um, like a release yeah see i'm an open book i that's the one that's the one place where we differ is yeah. I, I i just live as an open book so this is just really cool like melissa said she wanted to do a podcast and mm. she said what do you think we should do a podcast about or she said would you be interested in doing a podcast yeah. and i was like yeah and she said well we should do a podcast and i'm like duh infertility <laughs> she's just like oh you're right yeah so Hopefully, like we said, we get some people listening in, and um, please, questions, interviews, whatever you want, let us know. All right. Well, we're signing off now. Have a great day. Peace out. Bye. Bye. Uh, Still recording. <laughs>